Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Sandro. It's me, Christopher Walken. I'm walking here. Whoa. Hello, Christopher Walken. Haha. <laughs> Did I fool you? It was actually me. Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a Christopher Walking impression. Oh my. That's also still going Christopher Walking in now that I keep saying it. It is a little bit. Hello, welcome to Oldie But the Goody, the show where we review old ass movies. This week we chose one really good movie and then we have to review the other one. Um <laughs> I I'm I'm Zach. I'm joined by my co host uh Sandro. Hello. And, uh, yeah, we review we review old ass movies, and we're like, hey, is this good? Hey, is this old? Those are the two categories. There's no other ones, except Most the other ones. of the time, they're old. But, mm. recently, aside from last week, but that was my fault, we, mm. uh, we've done a lot of good ones. Yes, they're usually old ass movies, but these ones were good ass movies. But... This one... We flipped it on its head this week. We did an old movie that was also... Well, what did you think? Uh, I'll throw my opinion out. This was physically painful after the first one. Okay, yes, because it is a sequel and you yep. chose, which means that because you chose and it's a sequel, you got to watch the first one. Mm. That's how it works. Yes, so so I watched the first one and this one. The, I watched Conan the Barbarian and this week we're reviewing Conan the Destroyer. Yes. And so watching the first one and then watching this one... It's bad. It's really painful. <laughs> okay. It's not good. Okay, so I expected to hate it. Mm? But yep. it's not as good as The Ice Pirates, but mm. it's a crappy B-movie and I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yes. So the main issue with this movie was the first movie, yes. which makes this movie look shit. The first movie is, from what I can tell, an epic... Sorry for swearing, because now you got to put that explicit, but this is a uh, oh, well. fucking shit-ass <laughs> bullshit. From what I can tell, the first movie is um quite an epic, not Braveheart, mm. but like that style, yep. long Absolutely. story... This is just a B-movie from the 50s. Yes. Which I think I prefer because, again, every time I've started to watch Conan the Barbarian, I got bored and turned it off. So maybe that's why I like this. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, I'm excited for you to um, quickly... Explain everything to you because, yeah. oh my god, there's so many references to the first movie. And I was every time one happened, I was like... How is Sandro dealing with this right now? <laughs> I'm I'm very interested to see what the first one was. Because first of all, I didn't watch it for this episode, but also I'm pretty sure I've actually never seen it. Because after oh. this, I went, I'm going to go look up a couple action sequence clips from the first one. And I did. And I went, I've never seen any of this. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's fair. Yeah. You should definitely go watch it. And you'll be like, oh... To a lot of things. But it, it's his whole backstory and everything. And yes. It's, uh, I'll tell you now. I rate Conan the Barbarian a goodie. Cool. It was really good. So Conan the Barbarian, because we're not doing a full review of that, but it no. pretty much goes over his life story. Yeah, what's the general quick non-spoiler premise of the Barbarian? He baby boy, young boy. Steel is your best bud. Okay. Don't trust anyone else. Steel... He's going to be your bud for life. Yep. Then you you uh, get big, and then you fight people. Uh-huh. And then there's lots of snakes. Oh. Snake cult. A snake cult? Yep. Indiana Jones wouldn't like that. It's a good time. And then and then you have a merry band of uh, ne'er-do-wells, and you go on adventures, and it's like D&D. Okay, so the other thing is, slight spoilers for this, well, not really, but mm. in this one, his princess or whatever is dead. Is that in the first one? Yep. Cool. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it like, starts off with that. 
So yeah, anyway, spoilers for the rest of everything. Yeah, spoilers for everything. While you watch Conan the Barbarian, I watched some alternate options for the last couple of weeks during the week. Oh yeah? What did you watch? So I watched Streets of Fire, which is oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe is a biker and he steals a pop mm. star and this action hero is going to go oh, after yeah. him. I briefly mentioned it in the Gremlins episode, but I actually forgot to talk about it properly. Uh, it's boring. I didn't like it. I thought it was really boring. <laughs> so... Uh, you might like it, but I don't know. It's, it was just kind of dull, and compared to The Warriors, which is the director's other film, kind of nothing. But I did watch Top Secret, oh, yeah. the parody of spy Elvis Presley, uh, almost World War Two movies, and it's great. It was really good. Oh, nice. And you would love it. Oh. You would love that oh. one. So I would say check that one out. Don't check out Streets of Fire. What's some good things about Top Secret? Every single frame has a joke in it. Isn't that the criticism you had for, like, last week's movie? Yeah, except... Except all of them are funny in the <laughs> Yeah, they're, for one, they're funny. Yep. The film starts off with a parody of, uh, of Surfing USA, the song Surfing USA, mm. except it's called Skeet Surfing, where it's about these guys... Uh, surfing while also shooting pigeons with, like, shotguns. Oh, right. And the song is like, I wish I had my shotgun. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that's great. It's the best. Yeah, that's pretty good. If you like The Naked Gun, you'd love it, and I think you would love it, Zach. So that's a goodie. Oh, Straight to Fire and all these. There we go. That's There's cool. two things. We all watch different things. Isn't that great? What a great time. We're, we're heroes. Yeah. I love watching a variety of movies, as long as they're all my movies. <laughs> I do comedies, I do action. That's like the two things I do. Those are great movies. Do, um, has he done sci-fi? Surely. Oh, yeah, Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. I've done sci-fi. I put yeah. that under action. Done a- yeah. Like, I do action and comedy. Those are my two things. Then the subcategories. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week, Arnie. You're welcome. Uh, I'm good friends with Zach. Oh, thank- thanks, uh, Arnie. Yeah, we, be- we uh, met at a um, movie premiere at one point. Oh, nice. Was it and I actually confused for, um... him with my impression. He thought I was him. Oh, right. It was It was like one of those... Uh, it was like Freaky Friday. Yeah. But we were just both Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it, was, it was a confusing day, but it was a good one. And we became closer friends. That we did. I don't think you've seen Freaky Friday. What do you think Freaky Friday is about? No. It's, isn't it when they swap bodies? Yeah. yeah, see? So I was right. You're, I mean... Eh. It's like Freaky Friday. We swapped bodies, except we're both Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's... Okay, look, I'll let you believe that's how it works. Yeah. What you're saying is... Mm-hmm. You want to make a movie... Yes. ...where it's you and Arnie... Yes. ...except you're playing real-life Arnie, and he's playing you pretending to be Arnie. <laughs> Doing an impression of Arnold... <laughs> <laughs> doing my shit impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, absolutely. I would watch that. $20 million. Let's get this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going like, ah, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah. And he's trying to do an impression of me. Yeah. Which is just like, ah, yes, I am Zach. <laughs> I, I do podcasts. <laughs> and his impression of you is just him doing all of his one-liners. And then your impression mm. of him is just him being like, shut up, that was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, because I'd just be like, oh, my God, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's body. I want to scream as quotes as loud <laughs> as possible. You're right, that is what I would do. Yeah. Except the catch is that you've then got to raise his kids that he probably has. Mm. And he's got to do this stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's got to review old movies and he's like... These movies are boring. Except he looks like you. So yes. there's no reason why he shouldn't be nice to all the people he's worked before with. So he can just rip apart like a Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh, absolutely. And there's no repercussions. He'd love it. Yeah. Just make this happen. Anyway. Oh my god, and our voices are swapped. Like, it's me on screen, but it's him talking. Oh, no. And then when it's okay. Arnold on screen, it's my bachelor uh, No, no, I hate this now. Yes. Your other two options were Bachelor Party, which is about a bachelor party that's being thrown for Tom Hanks. I care about as much for that as I did for this movie. And uh, the other one was uh, Cannonball Run 2. It's a sequel where Burt Reynolds, he competes in a dangerous uh, cross-country race. Sounded interesting. Yeah, you picked the right one. I definitely... 
like Conan the Barbarian. That was a great movie. I enjoyed that. So it was released June 29th. It's based mm. off, uh, yeah, the pulp magazine character Conan the Barbarian from Robert E. Howard. Mm. Uh, they were published during the 30s originally, so classic 30s stuff. Sequel to Conan the Barbarian. Quick information on that: sixty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of seventy-four. Pretty positive. Definitely agree on that. Made seventy-five million off a twenty million budget, which is very good for an R-rated movie. Mm. Uh, the director of that film, John Millis, said he drew a lot of inspiration from this movie called The Vikings from the late fifties. Mm. And so for the sequel, John couldn't direct, so they got in Richard Flasher. Mm the director of the Vikings from the 50s. Ah. He's also done the original Dr. Doolittle musical, which is bad. Ah. He's done 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is good. He's done Soylent Green, which is pretty good as well. And another fantasy film based off a Robert E. Howard character, Red Sonja. Hmm. It's also got a story by credit from Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway. They've written for pretty much every comic book superhero you can think of. And a screenplay by Stanley Mann, who wrote Firestarter. Hmm. Now, Zach, did you notice any major differences between these two films uh, in regards to the violence? Yes. So in the first one, there was a lot of blood. In this one, no. So. Blood is a no-no. The first one was rated R. They finished this movie. It got an R. And everyone was like, great, that's the final cut. But then the studio were like, actually, we want to make more money. Let's re-edit it. Mm. So they made it less violent and less gory. Oof. So. Yeah, because that's definitely what we were looking for. Thanks, studios. I know Conan's like the number one family film at the box office. Mm. That bit also is really annoying during this film, that it's like, mm. it's very PG. It's so obvious that it's that it was like re-edited as well, because every now and then in the fight sequences, there's like a little bit of blood on the sword, and you're like, how did that get there? And then it just disappears mm. in the next scene. Like, yeah. the remnants of the R-rated version is still there. It's annoying on multiple levels, let me just say. For the cast, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Conan. Uh, these Love two him. films are his very early movie work. He went on to do The Terminator later on in 84. And then from there, he did Predator Commando, which made him a uh, super action hero man. Yep. And he's... Um, he, he's, he's a good-looking boy. <laughs> he looks short and stocky but i think that's just oh in the second one yeah it's weird the perspective they do because he's so broad shouldered yeah it's really that weird. it makes him look shorter but i guess he's like that in the comics as well he's not a tall ca- yeah I, he's not meant know. to be tall he, they also put him next to a really tall guy yep um, which I liked. I liked the tall guy, the um, yeah. Malik or something. No, Malik is. Uh... Sorry, no, no, Malik's a different character. I need to talk about later. Nope, I remembered. Who no, Malik let's was. talk about Malik now. Malik's played by Tracy Walter. He has done so many movies and shows that you have seen. It's honestly ridiculous. Like, think of something. He's probably in it. He's is he in the first one? No. Okay, so he's the thief. Yep. Okay, you go. You go. His character is that he's a thief and he's scared of everything. Yep. And which is. Always something people love coming into watching a film. Just a character being a flat coward. Isn't that funny? So this is uh, one joke in the movie. He is scared and he's like, I'm going to stay here. You guys go off and do your adventure. And then uh, he hears people coming towards him, like other enemies. And he's like, oh, wait, uh, I'm actually coming with you. Wait for me. That is uh, uh, one joke. No, sorry. Wait, that's every joke that he's... Yep. That he does. Okay, so this character... Ten times in one film. ...is the biggest insult of this movie. It's painful, every scene he was in. I think the actor's fine. Yeah. I just think that the way his character written was actually appalling and insulting. So, in the first movie, his best friend is a thief. But it's not this one. I looked it up to make sure that this was not the same character. And it's not... Which is doubly insulting. Like, what happened to the first character? Why is this the replacement they get? Because in the first movie, he has a best friend who just happens to be a thief, that sort of thing. But he's not a coward Mm. in any way. He's also Asian in the first one. And so this this annoying-ass character is the one that's replacing the really in-depth and cool character in the first one. And... uh, 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 Why? Hmm... Is all I can say, because you literally could have just not had him in this film, 
and it would have been better. There's no reason why he should be in this movie. He does nothing. They're thieves in the first one. Like, they steal yeah. some stuff. And so that's what this movie's done. They've gotten that bit, and they're like, okay, they're thieves. Let's put that in. No! They evolved past that. There was there was movie. But no, they're not the same character, thank God. Yeah, that's interesting. Because they would have replaced an Asian dude with a white dude, which I'm like, <laughs> did they do that? He just comes in out of nowhere. He's just there from the start. There's no reason. I agree with everything. He's terrible. He's a terrible character. He's written badly. But it did add to the oh, yeah. the B-moviness of this. Yeah. In that in every single B-movie, there's one character who is written to be the funny guy everyone loves, but he's absolutely not. The funny guy everyone loves is everyone else because everything's terrible about this movie. And it, it was just insulting because I watched the first one and all the backstory it laid out. It Not only... Was it awful and bad, but it also shat on the first movie. Well, there's one character who's introduced in this who I think is really good, and that is Grace Jones playing Zula. Uh, she's not really an actor. She's done a couple movies. She hmm. was in uh, a Bond film in 1985 called A View to Kill, but mostly she is a pop music and model <laughs> icon. Uh, she's yeah. very influential. Pop music would not be what it is today without her. Uh, and she's great in this. Yeah, she's, she's cool. really good. <laughs> She's like a badass warrior woman. Yeah. And that's cool. I'm down for that. I really liked how she wasn't there to um to bang Arnie. I thought that was that was what they were gonna do. And then like, no, mm. she's an actual character. I was like, okay, cool. Well you didn't you didn't see the R rated version. Uh so Queen Tamaris is also in this. She's played by Sarah Douglas, uh best known for playing Zod's pal Ursa in Superman one mm. and two. I mean she's barely in this, but again, she's She's cool. I like her. Yeah. Is she in the first one? She acts like she was in the first one. No, not at all. Alright, I want to talk about the princess, Jenna. She's played by Olivia oh. Diabo. This was her first ever anything. Her first ever movie, her first really? ever TV show. She wow. was 14 while filming this. Wait, she was 14? She's 14. That whole movie? Yeah, she's 14 for the whole thing. Oh no. And she kisses Arnie on the lips. Oh no, yeah. And she's 14. I did. I did get the vibe that she was like... I was going to ask if she was 16 or whatever when they filmed this. 14? She was 14. Jesus. Her whole storyline is, I'm a virgin and, I, like, how do I how do I get Arnie to like me? That was her whole story. Arc. To be fair, that's a very cliche, normal story. I mean, yeah, like, we saw it in Leon. Um, anyway, the actress is great. She was also in The Wonder Years. Yeah, she, she's a pretty good actor for 14. Uh, what else has she done? She's done a bunch of uh, voice work for direct-to-DVD Marvel and DC movies. That's cool. She's also the voice of Jedi Luminara in Star Wars The Clone Wars, and oh. she also played that character for one line at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, so she was in that movie as well. Good on her. Huh. Let's talk about the princess's bodyguard, Bombata. Oh, yeah, Bombata. I love that boy. He's played by Wilt Chamberlain. He's a basketball player who alleges to have slept with 20,000 people. Um, that's his claim to fame. I did not expect that. Wow. That's what it says on his Wikipedia page to uh, the reasons he's famous. Cool. I, I enjoyed his character. I thought it was cool. I like the dimension of his character, which is like, he's got to protect this princess, but he's also got to murder this stupid barbarian boy. Yeah. But he's also got to pretend like he's not murdering the barbarian boy and helping them. Yeah. And I thought he was like the only like real character. Yeah, he had a mission. Yeah, like it was, but it's not really like a character. It's just like a, a an arc. Sorry. Yeah. Story arc. Yeah, because, like, Conan, he, he doesn't have one. He's there for the quest, and that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's the whole there's the whole thing getting his girlfriend back. Yeah, but it doesn't end. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go anywhere, and, yeah. Malik doesn't have an arc. Zula doesn't have an arc. She It feels like she's meant to at the start, but it doesn't go anywhere. Jaina doesn't have an arc aside from that she gets to kiss Arnie. So it kind of felt like this character was the only one who... Who had any proper conclusion. Yeah. Akira the, the Wizard. He's played by Mako. Apparently he was mm. in the first one. Yes, he's he's in the first one. Sorry, yeah. That's the other character that's in the first one. I knew there was another yeah. one. He's really good in the first one. Okay, because he is also an award-nominated actor for a film called The Sand Pebbles. And I was going, wow, mm. you really did take an award-winning actor and just made him make constipation noises for an hour and a half. Oh, it's bad. That's so, all he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. In the first one, he's like more of a shaman. Right. 
Like, he, he talks about spirits and other things like that. He's like a shaman. He talks to spirits and other things and that, and that's how he does his sort of magic. And he narrates, like, a lot of the first movie. Because oh, okay. he's like, I am the, the, I am the, you know, chronicler for his adventures. Oh, yeah, he just says that at the start of this as well. Interesting. Okay. Because in this, he's just going, Urgh. Yeah, it's his... He got his character and they're like, oh, we can get this actor back. Okay. Well, let's write in some things for you to do. Yep. It's it's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. So, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't surprise me. Deserves less. <laughs> Audience score of 38, which is surprisingly high, but I... I I would give yeah, it... Yeah, you enjoyed it, so, yeah. you know. I would give it about a 4 out of 10, a 2 out of 5. Like, I, I definitely... There's lots of good merits of this film. Yes, in that it's trashy and complete crap, but, you know. Um, this cost $18 million, two less compared to the first one, which is actually surprising that they put less into it. Yeah, actually, that is surprising. I thought they would have put more into it. What do you think it made? 15. Uh, nope, it did make a profit. Ah... 20. 29. 29 million. Okay. Which was enough for them to consider a third film, which we'll get to later, but first, let's jump... Also, why is it called Conan the Destroyer? What does he destroy? Hmm? He's a barbarian in the first one, he's a barbarian in this one, but he doesn't destroy anything aside from a castle, but that's because the princess took a crystal out of it. I think it should have been called Conan the Barbarian Chapter 2. Hey, let's go get a crystal from a tower and then destroy the tower. Woo! How about... Conan the Barbarian 2, uh, uh, Chapter 2, Kill a Evil Wizard. Conan the Barbarian 2, hey, it's me, I'm going to kiss a teenager, woo! 14, remember guys, as you're watching, she's 14, remember that cleavage. Woo. She's 14. Okay, let's get into it, the font is iconic, it's good font. Yeah, font's good, it's like this sort of runic metal sort of font yeah. it's in the first movie it's in this movie it's great in both it's iconic it's just it's that I like it it's that it's good stuff. metal's really important but not in this film what uh, so uh, don't know if you know this because you didn't see the first film but metal's like his whole thing steel what? is really important to him huh Really? Did you get that from this film? No uh, no. Not, not one bit no that's really interesting it's like kind of a huge part of his character. So he he's a forger? No. He makes stuff with steel? No, 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 no. He worships steel. No. His money is steel. It's like no. Dune, except the money is steel. It's the thing, like, his father tells him. Spoilers. Oh, with great steel comes great. You must get steel. Responsibility. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's pretty much that, and it's like a thing of his character... Okay, minor spoilers, alright? Sure, I mean, I'm probably never going to watch it after watching this one, so go for it. Okay, that's fair. So, minor spoilers, the thing the father tells us is you can't trust man, beast, woman, whatever. You can only trust steel. Sounds like that dad's got commitment issues. Yes, correct. Uh, Don't worry, he carks it. Okay, good. Um, Wait, I mean, oh. Yeah. But the whole thing is, he can't trust, you know, man or whatever they think. He can only trust the steel by his side, that sort of thing, you know? Mm. And steel's important because of his god, Krom. Oh, right. The god that he prays to in this opening sequence for two seconds. Yes. So, Krom is a uh, the god from uh, the first movie. The whole point is that Krom... There's this, like, backstory about gods mm. and the, the secret of steel, the secret of metal... The whole point of his religion is when he dies, uh, and he he will he will meet Crom, right? And Crom will be like, "Hey, what's the secret of steel?" And if he doesn't know that, Crom's gonna be like sent straight to hell. Ha ha. That sounds like a strange requirement to get into the afterlife. Yeah, well, it's his specific god. No, oh, okay. So there's a whole thing where he's not really that religious. That's just his god. He doesn't pray to it. That's kind of a big point, oh. is that he's never prayed to it <laughs> in the first movie. Great. Here we are in the second one, and yep. the f- way we're introduced to his character. Instantly praying to his fucking god. So immediately, it starts off by <laughs> shitting on the first one. That's genuinely amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's... But that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, it, it annoyed me. It really annoyed me, but I've already yelled too much. So... Continuing on. It opens with him, he's praying in the centre of, like, this circle. 
He's surrounded by these giant stones that are definitely mm. stones. They're 100% real stones. They're not plastic. They're not foam. Mm. They're real stones. I'm fine with them. That are sturdy and aren't moving in the wind because they're real stones. Did you know that? They're real. Sandro, I think you're getting caught caught up on these visual effects. Um, the stones look very real. <laughs> okay, we get it. They made some rocks. And then and then a bunch of guys show up wearing real armor. Definitely real armor. Uh-huh. I've seen uh, better armor at Swordcraft. I mean, it's great. It's real armor. It looks good. Yes, it's very LARPy, that's for sure. Well, it has a general more fantasy vibe in the second one. Whereas yeah. in the first one, it could be like ancient history. I think that's because this one was directed by a director who mm. loved to make... I don't want to say B-movies because they were in the 50s and they were probably Mm. very good movies in the 50s, but they are very low-budget, yeah, (laughs) very fake-looking fantasy films. And he came in to do this and he did the same thing. And while I like that style, probably should have done an original movie. (laughs) I liked the style. Like, the style of, like, fantasy. So I actually almost preferred this to the first one. Although the first one may have had better effects, and I'm just an idiot. Sure. I mean, certainly the temples in the first one were way more impressive. This, uh, yeah, this group of men on horses, they surround him, and Conan and his his best oh. pal... Please don't say best pal. Number one thief boy is oh, like, God. hey, we got to fight him. No, it's number two. In the first one, he has a best friend, and he's... Cool. Except I guess that character's dead now, so this is now number one. Yeah, because they never reference him. Meanwhile, you're just thinking, what happened to the first one? Is it the same character? Is it a different character? Where did the first one go? What happened to him? I think this isn't a sequel. My thoughts are this film doesn't take place after the events of the first film. This is just a completely different universe. (laughs) Right, yeah. This is an alternate... That would make more sense if this was an alternate universe. Or maybe, or maybe, right, and hear me out, because this Uh is kind of far-fetched, but in the world of Conan the Barbarian, um, Conan becomes an actor, and he makes a movie based off his life. You can't see my face, but it it crunched up. during that statement so uh they fight these guys on horses i loved how the first action scene is conan pulling a guy off his horse and then the guy falls through air in in slow-mo it's my favorite yep it's my favorite love slow-mo love it so much you're a big fan of slow-mo i wrote down and i'm interested to hear your thoughts Mm -hmm. this feels like a wwe fight Mm. every action sequence in this feels like a bunch of wrestlers in costume doing a choreographed fight on WWE. As, as you said, they redid it to make it PG. Yeah. So it's really, like, It's weird. them grabbing at each other and then falling on the floor. Yeah. And then rolling around and then getting up and doing that again. It's it's really PG. Yeah. Um, we're in the first one, the first fight scene, someone bites a neck. And there's blood pouring out of it. There's a point here where someone bites someone's ear. Oh, that, that, that happens at the end of the film. Uh. And there's actual blood shown. I, I remember it because that was one of the few moments where blood was actually shown. Yeah. Like, a scene. And so it's, like, one of those scenes that survived the culling. Well, there's a little bit of blood in this opening mm. sequence, except you don't see the blood being drawn. It's yeah a very close-up shot of his face as a sword mm. effect plays. Then zoom out, you see a guy with, like, a little bit of jam on his top, and he's falling mm. over. Like, that's the extent. And yeah. yeah, it's bad. This like scene where a lady slashes the guy's eye, and then the next scene it's like pouring with blood, and so he's but he's still fighting. There's one where a guy gets impaled on a spike. That sounds pretty good. It's great. That's the first movie though, not this movie. One of the um Oof. the men is the queen though, and she's like, Come with me, I need your help. Oh yeah. He's like what do you have to give to me? And she's like, I could give you anything. And he's like, you don't have shit that I want. And then she makes him have a vision, question mark, or yep. he has a vision. Yeah. One of the two. And he sees the character from last film, his girlfriend, who was not a princess in any way. Princess Valeria is her name in this movie. <laughs> she's not a princess in any way. Yep. It's his princess? 
but like not a pr- she's she was a thief in the other one that was a, a thing yeah. they fell in love and they were cool and he was a great character she died and now he's seeing vision obviously you would be confused because you don't know what the fuck's going on who's crom who is this chick? I just assumed that, yeah, his girlfriend died and he was like, bring her back, please. And the queen's like, do yep. this quest and I will. And I was like, that's all the information I need. Yeah, I mean, it gives you pretty much all the information. Because it doesn't matter in this film. Yeah, but the fact that you're calling her a princess is really annoying. Yeah. No, but it's not your fault. It's the goddamn film's fault. It's the film. God damn it. All right, I want to rant for a bit. Yep, go for it, go. The queen takes Arnie and his mm-hmm. best old friend back to Lord, please stop saying that. her castle. And her castle is um this isolated, like, small castle with, like, a surrounding yep. town on a hill mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by nothing. Yep. I haven't seen planes this flat in a world that's supposed to be magical. Mm-hmm. Since, like, the last Planet of the Apes film from, like, the 80s. Uh-huh. Where it was literally men yeah. in fur suits punching uh-huh. each other in a film while their friend has got a camera. And is like, yeah, uh-huh. keep punching each other. <laughs> it looked awful. It's so bad. I'm pretty sure mm. that in the background of this giant shot with the castle in the right and the giant plane laid out with them riding towards it, there's power lines in the background. Yeah. You can see power lines. At least paint them out in post. Mm. That's a thing that you could do in the 80s. As we know, because there's green screen in this movie. I I said at the start that I thought some of the effects were better. I take that back. I wrote down, everyone loves Conan, because they go through the town and everyone's like, oh, it's Conan. Yay, we love you. Yeah. Where's that coming from? Did he save the world in the first one? No. Okay. Okay, so in the first one, he murders some cultists. Okay. The cultists were bad. So I guess they could be like, hey, it's the guy who murdered that cultist guy. I'm a fan. I've got an- another note here that I'm going to need you to expand upon. I'll just read the note, then, oh, you, can, no, then you can describe the whole scene. It's so bad. Why? The note is, he says sorry to a camel who spits at him, so he punches it. What? Five question marks. <laughs> Explain what? 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 It's a what reference to the first movie. That's so fucking unnecessary. It hurts. Like this. This might be the worst scene in this film. Just for how blatantly unneeded it was. So in the first one, he meets a camel, and because he's a strong boy, like the camel comes at him, so he just punches the camel, oh. and it knocks out the camel in one hit. And this is the same camel. So this is literally them being like, "Oh, you remember when he punched the camel? Ha <laughs> ha. Well, he's gonna say sorry." And spits on him for the fucking. I hated it. I think. I think what happened. I don't know if the writers of this movie wrote the first one or not. And quite frankly, I don't care enough to look it up. But if they did, this is just self-congratulatory garbage. You remember that joke? People say that movies now are full of fan service. This is it's, just... it's infuriating. It's actually genuinely infuriating. Uh, they go into the throne room. It looks pretty cool. They go into the queen's yep. chambers. They do some drinking. And the queen, she tells Conan the mission. The mission is he's going to help her niece... The princess on this journey she's got to make it's like a coming of age ritual journey thing where she's got to yep. go to this castle it's guarded by a wizard to get a key yep. that will then unlock this horn needed for a ceremony yep. conan he responds to this by saying we shall both have everything we want through magic and i was like great yep. thanks mate <laughs> super important so uh, lines of dialogue fact, uh, arnold acts more in this film which uh, detracts from the film. I think what you mean is he says more, he acts less. That's true. Yeah, actually, no, that is fair. Because I feel like he acted better in the first film. Mm. Just by, like, not saying things and, like, conveying with looks. Like, because he's got, he's got the bod. He's got the bod for the barbarian, but he's also got that face of, like, grr. Yeah. But his expressions and his... his his lack thereof of emotions in scenes. It's it's good. It works well. It jives well. In this... Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second scene is the next exposition dump. Weirdly, the only other exposition dump in this movie. There's like two massive moments where they tell mm. you everything and then the rest of the film just plays out 
based off what they said, which was quite good, actually. I like that they yeah. weren't constantly introducing I, stuff. I also like that. Uh, she tells her guard to protect Arnie and, well, Conan and the princess. Uh, she also says that the princess needs to remain a virgin so that she can be yep. sacrificed. Because that's the thing, they're going to sacrifice her. Yep. Um, then then she's always like, hey, how about you kill Conan as well once you get the horn? Just kill him. Yep. We don't need him. Try, try and kill that boy off. So that's the plan. We know that the guard of the princess, what's his name? Bombata, is he, he has to protect the princess, but also secretly try and murder Conan. And it's cool, because he, he, does, he does things. And yeah. like, mm, are you trying to kill Conan? There's one moment where Conan's like, were you, were you trying to kill me? Were you trying to kill me? And he's like, nah, don't worry about it, man. All's good, we're best friends. <laughs> it's like the first time he tries to kill him, Conan's like, ah, I'm pretty sure you're trying to kill me there, bud. And he's like, nah, 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 don't worry about it. Um, I really liked the visual of them crossing the desert and there's the skeleton of the mammoth. That was very cool. Uh, they come across some cannibals who are about to cook the wizard guy. So Conan, he kills them all. And then the wizard guy's like, I'm going to join your team. And I was like, oh boy. who is this? Turns out he's from the first one. Yeah. So the whole point is, we know this character. He's He has wizard powers, but they're not, they're not super established. I'll tell you what, they're pretty established in this movie. He can close a stone door. Also, uh, I can find these tunnels. That's the only useful thing he does except for close a door. Oh, what a... Oh, they go to another town, and in the town there is a warrior woman, and she's fighting. Her name is Zula. She's tied to a stump, and the princess... This was cool. I liked this scene. It was good, except, again, the dialogue was awful. Because the princess is like, Conan, there's six of them against her. And he goes, one, two, three, I think you're right. (laughs) No, I thought that was funny. No. No, no, that was was so bad it was good. That was one of the few lines where I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. What does he do? He frees her. It's it's cool because his solution isn't like, I'll save you. It's just like, all right, she's free now. Now she can fight six on one, but she can move. She's great, though. I yeah. I think she's the best fighter in the film, even though she's not a fighter. I think, I think she looks really yeah. good. She does good stuff. Yeah, the choreography was pretty good. She beats up some guys. By that, I mean she uses her stick to push them in the head and they fall over because this yep. is a PG-rated movie. Yeah, I'm sure it was a spear at some point. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, and then, and then she, uh, she rides after the crew and joins them. So far, the film's been, uh, pretty bad. But now, it's time for the Ice Crystal Palace. Now we get to the, like, the adventure. We've got all yeah. the characters, we can get to the adventure. In the first film, the adventure was happening while we were picking up characters. Like, the wizard's, like, you come across the wizard, like, three-thirds in. Mm. But he's an important character, you know? In this film, though... It's a quest. They tell you exactly what's going to happen at the start of the film, and then you just see it happen. Yeah. Uh, that's this film, which... I would be down for if it was better. Yeah. We've established who this is, because the first one's his backstory. It's like, who he was, who he is, this is how he came to be. Now we can do, like, movies where it's just, like, a quest. The quest he's going on, that sort of thing. All right, now we're going to get Conan to fight a wizard, that sort of thing. I mean, he did that in the first one. But, like, this, this, I like this wizard. He's cool. This wizard is cool. I want to know what his deal is. and Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, I want to know more about this guy. Why does he have, like, a cut on his eye? What is... I wanted to know more about him, because he seemed cool. And I liked the fight that breaks out. Well, first of all, the princess gets kidnapped by the wizard turning into a dragon. Spirit dragon. It's the, Yeah, it's like an illusionary one. Because he's like this illusion master. Yeah. But he can make illusions that can actually affect the physical world. Which is cool. So he turns into a dragon. Which looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good. I love how he turns into a dragon and it looks great. Then the next morning, the crew wake up and are like, oh no, we've got to go to the castle. So they get on a boat, and by a boat, it's like a prop of a boat against a green screen with the background painted in, and it looks awful. It looks so bad. I love how the spirit dragon, the the magician literally turning into a dragon and then picking someone up looks incredible, but they can't get the green screen to work properly. Yeah. The other thing as well is, obviously, the dragon takes place at night, so you don't really have 
light yeah. that you need to play with. Also, it's see-through, so you can get away with a lot there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, a lot of things that make it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, in the first one, there's a sort of, like, effect like that. And it's it's pretty decent. It's not yeah. bad. They swim off towards the castle. They're gonna dive into to the water to kind of get underneath. Yeah, because the wizard's like, mm, there's a tunnel. That's my powers. I can sense tunnels. So they do that. They swim underneath as the tunnel, and then there's a bunch of stairs they've got to climb up. And then the wizard is like, oh no, they're coming. Gonna go into a teleportation chamber and teleport away. Mm. <laughs> Which is what I thought was happening. Turns out it wasn't. Something much cooler was happening. Zach, this fight sequence. It's pretty good, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. So the wizard, he's an illusion boy. Yeah. So what he does, he's, he's captured the princess. She's in some room having a nap because he's he did like a sleep spell um so what happens is uh conan gets stuck in a room full of mirrors uh this is a very iconic sort of like battle of wits over brawn sort of thing it's it's great i love it every every bit of this i love this like hooded figures sort of walk out of all the mirrors at once yeah. but then they all sort of walk into each other to blend into a single figure single figure. and then the hood is taken back and we see um what looks like an alien from Star Trek. It's an alien from Star Trek or a orc mask uh, that you buy at a Halloween store for like two bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good mask though, like a high quality one that you'd buy. The orc mask, not bad. He's kind of like this grey, this dark grey orc. He's got big teeth, he's got a reddish mm. tongue. His eyes are like frantic. Yep. Like he, he looks quite scary. Um, mm. his, he doesn't have a top on. And and uh, on his chest, the dark grey paint, I guess, that is on his mm. face, the dark greyness, uh, does this hour clock sort of thing mm-hmm. where it kind of goes in on itself and goes out around his very white, very visible man nipples. Yeah. And it doesn't... What? <laughs> so, I get well, that... It, it's... it's... The wizard, he's transformed into this. Is it the wizard, though? Because this orc is defeated, turns into glass, wizard was locked away somewhere. Yeah, but the wizard takes the blows from it. The wizard does take the blows, but... Also, the wizard wasn't... Why does the orc have man... Have white... What? (laughs) What is this? Don't question the man nips. They're vitally important for the magic, Sandro. I kind of loved it, though. (laughs) You can't turn a man into a croc beast orc thing without some... Keeping the nips. The nips are what keeps him human. Sure. As an absolute garbage B-movie, uh-huh. this is excellent. Absolutely. This beast comes out of the mirrors and Conan starts fighting it. The beast beats him up a bit and then, like, he knocks the sword away sort of thing. And Conan's like, oh, crap. And they beat each other up. But then he gets the sword back and he swings. But it just goes through him. Mm. Because he's an illusion. Yeah, it's a good moment. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, as, as a D&D player, I can imagine all of this playing out as a D&D session. You've got the guy, he, he's separated from his party, he has to fight this thing while the party... I don't know, they're sitting back and watching or something. I would have I made the, the party do something, but that's the problem with this film. Oh, they are doing something. Malik is like, hey, you wizard, open the door. And the wizard's like, Urgh! and then Malik's like, oh, you should go back to juggling, you dumb wizard. I, w- I would like a cut where just Malik is cut out completely. <laughs> yeah. He's there, like you see him, but every line he says is cut out. I like that. I'd buy that. Uh, he, he fights him, but he can't do anything. And by pure happenstance, this is the DM going, all right, well, this character isn't figuring this out. Let me let me give him a bone to figure this one out. Uh, he steps back away, and his sword accidentally, like, crashes into a mirror. And by doing so, it makes a blow on the, like, illusion monster. And he's like, Oh. Yeah. If I hit these mirrors, it puts the marks on the monster. Yeah. Which is very cool. I like that way of defeating. So Conan has to run around smashing mirrors while this monster is chasing him. Which is good. And the music is great. The music is just super triumphant. It's really good. It's just a cool fight scene. I like the idea because it's wits over brawn sort of thing. You know? Yeah, which is good. I didn't like how he smashed all the mirrors, well, like most of them, and the orc yep. is on the ground, and he goes, there are two mirrors left, wizards, and you're behind one of them. How does he know the wizard's behind one of them? Yeah, no, he doesn't. We see that, 
but he doesn't. We, the audience, know that. He does not. Um, also, he went through one of the mirrors. Obviously, he got turned around. That makes sense. Yes. But, like, he could have just smashed the first mirror and be like, oh, that was the wrong one. And then smash the other. But the movie acts like if he smashes the wrong mirror, he kills all his friends. Which is stupid. It's one sword that he's smashing through the mirror. Yeah, like, for some reason he throws it as well. Like, this whole scene's dumb. It's like, the the ending of the scene makes no sense because it's like, one, he doesn't know the wizard's there. Two, if he smashes the wrong mirror, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. Yeah, he smashes the correct one. The wizard is impaled, but not too impaled that the wizard can still walk out and be like, oh, you got me, I'm dying. And then he touches the diamond key thing that they need to get and he turns into light beams, which is a pretty cool effect, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they run out of the castle. It starts to fall apart again. It looks mm. pretty good. And I think I think the wizard mentions that it was, like, all an illusion. This doesn't even make any... This doesn't even matter. But they're, but they're like, riding to the next place that they need to get to. They're attacked by some dudes. It turns into... This hilarious sword fight. Arnie is fighting this tank of a dude. Yeah. And they're using their swords. And every single time the swords hit, and it's like 50 times, it's the exact same. Tang! Complete garbage sound effect. Tang! For 50 times in the space of two minutes. Tang, 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 tang. Alright, so just grab one of those tings and then just copy-paste it over it and just, it's the same one. It's the same. Yeah. We, we mentioned it earlier, but this is where the bodyguard dude, he attacks Conan. And Conan's like, did you just, did you just attack me? And he's like, uh, I, I thought you were going to attack the, the princess next. Yeah. And everyone's just okay with that. That excuse gets him through that. Uh, they come across this other castle. It's more of a crypt. It's built into the side of a mountain. And so they enter the door. They're the two big boys, two strong boys. They open the... They hold up the door. Then the thief goes in. And he presses the lock or something and it... Yeah, it locks the door. But, but they can't they're... see. So the magician's like, I'll light your torch on fire. And so he does that and he does something. Conan gestures his torch at the wizard and the wizard like flicks his hand and the torch lights what it's it's the only thing the wizard that's the coolest thing the wizard does the whole movie the rest of the film he just takes a massive shit oh we'll get to that there's more of that coming i can't wait (laughs) yeah no that's that's his like big arc is he takes a big shit yeah exactly it's so annoying but anyway they open it up it leads to this place, the princess has got to shine a diamond and put it in this yeah. thing, and the diamond turns red, and then this giant uh, circle pit lights on flames. She's got to walk through it into this room where the horn is. She walks through flames. There's a little bit of a little bit of effect happening, but the the second effect was pretty good. Where she walked into it, I liked where she walked into it. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I was okay. The first one you could see she sort of green screened it. Yeah. But the second bit, because they did the perspectives really well, it actually looked very, like, she walked through fire, which I, I thought was pretty good. It was pretty good. Good on him. Good on him. I didn't like how the magician guy, he sees the writing on the wall and is like, oh, we've got to watch out. She's going to be sacrificed and then bring up along the death of the world. I thought it would have been so cool if they discovered that as a surprise and not he reads it on a wall. That's the best you could come up with. Yeah, I don't, yeah, because it doesn't really do anything. They don't do anything with that information. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, the cultists come come in, or, like, the temple owners, whatever the frick they are, That they would have been way better for just exposition. It's like, we need the girl for the god, and they're like, what? <laughs> uh, the only reason that's there is so that Conan will stop them from taking her away, I guess. The keepers are there to stop them from taking the horn. They're the good guys. They're stopping the apocalypse. Yeah, they are the good guys. And Conan just kills them all. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's pretty stupid but then we get the best scene and by the best I mean the worst it's the wizard off where they're hiding behind this door and the bad wizard well the good wizard except if for the context of this scene let's say he wants to kill them he's the bad wizard he uses his constipated wizard powers to open this door and then our hero wizard uses his wizard powers to close the door and then it opens again and then it closes. And the whole time they're going... <laughs> like, add a special effect. Lightning bolts. Anything. It's so awkward. It's really bad. Um, They escape the bad guys in this 
cave again the second cave and the bodyguard uh he causes a cave in that traps conan and his friends while the bodyguard takes the princess outside rides towards the castle now conan they eventually get out of the cave and the horses are still there bodyguard dude Mm -hmm. make the horses ride away well he 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 might have thought them dead but you're a professional bodyguard. This is your job, right? Your job yeah. is keep the princess safe, kill Conan. Mm-hmm. In the movie Top Secret, mm-hmm. there is a scene where Val Kilmer is escaping a bunch of evil people. Yep. He escapes on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does is he tells the other motorbikes to run away. And the motorbikes run away with the sound effect of horses playing. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. That's funny. That, that does sound very funny. <laughs> Val Kilmer in that movie... Made essentially the horses run away to the bad guys couldn't chase after him. Oh, that's funny because yeah, you would have watched that, seen that scene where he shoes them away, and then seen this where he doesn't, <laughs> and just gone what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah, no, that is that, uh, no wonder you brought that up. That's very fair that you bring it up in that sense because one movie did it, this movie didn't. Uh, he takes princess to the castle. They put the horn into the statue of this god. Who's which god is it? Do you know? I can't remember. It didn't matter. Some 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 end of the world. It it it, it, it they mentioned it. There was a thing, but I really zoned out. Um. Yeah. They put the horn in the forehead. I think I was too angry at the time. In the forehead of the statue of the god, and then that statue comes to life. It's cool. I. You know what? I like this because it like starts to like mutate and like melt, and it looks really terrifying. It did. I love the um the monster that it turns into is just like a giant Lovecraftian yeah it's beast. just a Lovecraftian horror beast and it's, it's like whoa okay it's weird but uh, it's good uh, you know I'm what a fan planning to do were they going to use it to get power or something uh, they want no they were going to bring him back and then serve by this god side and that's why the wizard dude is like no he'll just kill you so they basically brought along their death by yeah, resurrecting no, his god. I, yeah, I don't know what their plan was. They're just resurrecting their god because this is the god they worship. Right, gotcha. But they need to sacrifice the virgin to make him not kill them or something? Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, because they need to sacrifice her. That's the whole point, is she she needs to die. That's very important for some reason. Yes. That will mean the god doesn't kill them, or the god will do what they want. Also... At the start of the movie, the queen, the way the queen talks about the fact that they're going to sacrifice the princess, it's like it's a secret, it's like the princess doesn't know. When it comes to the ceremony, she's just lifting up her head, showing the priest her throat ready to be cut. She's just like, kill me. Well, it's part of the ritual that she's being taught. She's been told the ritual and what she has to do, that she has to stand there with her head held high. That could be it. Again, we don't know, because it's a PG movie and they would have cut that part out anyway. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They would have cut it out. Ha <laughs> ha. Her throat, that is. Uh, yeah, the statue's alive. Weather's stormy. Big old fight. It, it's a, it's just like Lovecraftian beast all of a sudden. I was like, eh, I'm yeah. aboard. It's pretty good. I mean, Conan, he has to fight the beast. Because the, the statue's humanoid. So it's like you're expecting some sort of human god, but it just sort of melts into this horrible beast thing. Yeah. That's cool. The way they defeat the beast is by pulling out the horn, which this looked sense. real gross, actually. Him yeah. pulling the horn off kind of looked real yuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, this goo, like, just pours out of it like a faucet. Yeah. It's great. It is a good moment. And then the beast is dead. It ends with this triumphant soundtrack moment of Conan taking his sword, stabbing the monster in the head. This is the joke that I genuinely enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the triumphant music plays as Conan stabs the monster in the head. Yep. Music goes away. Silence. Mallet comes up, stabs the monster in the head with a tiny dagger. Triumphant music plays again. I thought that was a very funny joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was well done. That's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that and going, ha, huh, yeah. Because it's like a ha-ha, he, he thinks he's uh, helped in any yeah. way. Well, let's end it. Princess is queen now. 
Uh, Zula's gonna become captain of her guard. Malik becomes a jester, I guess. I mean, honestly, the best role he could have played. The wizard's gonna be a magic teacher? So that's cool. And then she asks Conan to marry her. And Conan's like, well, first of all, you're 14. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But also, I want my own kingdom, so bye. And then she kisses him and she's 14 and he's not. (laughs) Yep. He's 30, probably. Anyway, it ends with narration being like, he got his own kingdom, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, that's from the the first film. That's how the first film ends as well. I thought it was bad. I'm going to give it an Ollie. I'm giving it an Ollie as well, because I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. Yeah. But... Like, there was a lot of good. It's definitely not the worst film we've watched, for sure. I guarantee you, you would have hated it more if you had watched the first film. I guarantee you. Because it takes such a huge shit on the first film that it's, it's not... So much that it's bad that it is. It's just literally distracting from the film. Mm. It's like, why did they do this? I don't get to enjoy the film as much because I'm remembering the other film being like, why are they doing this? I do want to know why this was... Maybe it was like a last minute script. I don't know. The fact that this film was changed to be PG means it could have probably been a lot better. It had sequelitis. It's a good film that... Suffered from sequelitis. Speaking of sequelitis, there are sequels to this movie. Jokes. A sequel was planned. Yeah. They planned a sequel. It was going to come out in 1987. It's called Conan the Conqueror. Uh, the thing is, though, Arnie had a deal with the studio to be in three films. Yep. So he did this, he did the first one, but he also showed up in Red Sonia. The other movie ah. uh, kind of based off something from this comic book creator. So his deal was done oh. by the point they were going to make the third Conan film. So so he went, I'm going to go make Predator instead. Good choice. I would have liked to see like an- another good Conan film because I really enjoyed the first one. It would have been the same director and writers. Ah, oh, man. So... <laughs> yeah, probably... but like, then they just make it R-rated and they could like... I still enjoyed this film. I still like... I'm mad because I love him. And it's the love that brings out the fury, you know? Conan the Conqueror became a film called Cull the Conqueror, which was released in the 90s, and it's awful. Yeah. Uh, in 2011, we got a remake Ooh. of Conan the Barbarian with Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa, and it is, drumroll please, absolute shit. In 2012, they started planning a film called The Legend of Conan with Arnie returning to Ooh. the role. However, that film has been stuck in development hell ever since it was announced, but Schwarzenegger says he wants to do it. Last update we got was in October of last year, where Arnie says it is happening, but it's now called Conan the King. Oh, I'm excited. I would absolutely watch another Conan film. Uh, what's your sequel? <laughs> wow, that was that was a great segue into that segment. <laughs> oh, yeah, mine, mine's definitely just another quest. I like Conan. He's like the very he's the most basic adventurer yeah sort of like he's he's the thing that spawns all the like questing adventuring fantasy sort of things because he's like the baseline yeah he's the he's the baseline bar of which all (laughs) other films have to all adventure boys have to get over to to even become slightly good i think you mean he's the baseline barbarian I get it, because it's like bar-bearing. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, like... <laughs> I'm so done. Okay, so... So my one is uh, Conan the Barbarian. It's a sequel. Mm. You know, it's just another one of these quests. We have literally no returning characters. Not a Good. single one. He's he's going on his dayabouts. He's, going, he's doing his thing. And then, whoa, an evil wizard shows up. Uh, and so he he talks with the local village and is like, yeah, there's this evil wizard that's like doing bad stuff to her crops or something. He's taking children, you know, he's bad. And so Conan goes to fight him, but the wizard is ready. Ooh. See what he does is he uh, he tricks Conan into going in t- through a door, but the doorway is actually a portal to the future. <laughs> this is so similar to my idea. Oh yeah, this is yeah yeah. yeah. He pops into the 21st century, not knowing about anything. I would love this, though. Like, this sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And there's cars whizzing by. It's, I, I think something similar happens. There's, like, a film where it's, like, uh, fairy tale characters 
Oh, pop into um, the real world. I know which one you mean uh, with Amy Adams. It's actually pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. it's that sort of thing where there's these cars around. Because I really enjoyed when the prince did that. Because the prince is like, "Ha, ah, foul beast! I will rescue the the people inside you," and he just stabs a bus. Yeah, yeah. With a sword. So that's what happens here, except it's Conan the Barbarian. So he has his fucking sword, and he's literally, like, pile-driving cars. Oh. And then he gets arrested and locked up in, like... Yes, and then he gets arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exact. You knew exactly where this was going. So he's, like, slicing at cars. He's, like, causing crashes and stuff. Eventually, the police are called, and it's like, put the sword down. And, of course, he charges at them. So they just tase him. Yeah. And, of course, he collapses. And, like... and then, so... and then, uh, I'm going to add on to your pitch. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go for it. Go for it. We'll, um, we can do this together. So he gets arrested. He gets taken to, like, this penitentiary, right? Like, this mm. massive massive yeah. prison for the worst of the worst yeah because he's clearly you know too too dangerous to be yeah. kept in the regular prison like there's there's one scene where it's like where do we put him well he's too dangerous to be in the put him in the put him in the lockdown put him in the lockdown put him in the Knox. and then world war three breaks out <laughs> oh no and no. the bad guys in world war three whoever they are they've got emps and Stuff that just blocks all of technology. So they need to go back to basics. It's the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The immortal wizard. It's it's the wizard, but he's like... He's he's just a dictator. <laughs> yeah. And he's using, he's using <laughs> his magic to disable technology so he can take over the world. Yeah, and so um, the army are like, we need to go back to basics. You know, sword, shield, mm. bit of sorcery. Wait a second, didn't we just lock someone up mm. for using swords really well? Mm. And Conan comes in. So bad. He's got to teach the armies of America, I guess, because it's an American. It's just like every <laughs> sequel I've done. Then they go to space? I mean, that's the only logical conclusion. Like, that's the only place you can go. Conan the... Space Warrior. Space Warrior. I'd watch that as well. Yeah. No, that actually does sound pretty fun. He fights aliens and stuff. Yeah. Except the aliens are just the orc. (laughs) Well, there we go. Uh, It's not where I was going to take that film. (laughs) I kind of wanted... There's a bit of a prison life. And he has to, like, live in a prison for a bit. Look, this can be a ten-part miniseries on, like, Mm. Netflix or something. That's, like, a couple episodes. Oh, yeah, the prison episode was definitely my favourite. Where it's just him in a prison trying to get used to being in prison. Exactly. And, you know, someone, someone comes up to be tough on him because he's a big guy. And he just one punch, one punch knocks him out. Yeah. He becomes the king of prison. Like, he's always wanted a kingdom, and now he's got one prison. Yeah, he's like, all right, sure, I'm just going to become king of this place. And they're like, whatever. He, he goes to mines or whatever, and he's literally, like, breaking rocks with his fists. Yeah. He's just, like, s- carrying out the carts instead of pushing them, you know? Exactly. Of, like, heavy rocks and stuff. He does, like... 20 times the work of any other worker mm. and then they get him into space and then he has to fight an alien fights an alien and and then it's and then it's Conan versus alien Conan versus Jason X yes yeah. oh that'd be cool would it though absolutely yeah I'd watch it it's time for raving reviews. Uh, how it works, there's ratings, Sandro guesses them, that's it, that's the whole concept. Charlie, he says, weak sequel has a hero leading a princess on a journey. The action is slow. What did he rate it? Two and a half. One and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, one and a half, very close friend. Edmund, Edmund says... 51%, a much less successful sequel, Conan the Destroyer, quotation marks, still thrives on its main character's charm and wacky fantasy elements. Mm. Uh, 57%? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's 50, yeah, that's 2.5. Yeah, it is, it's 2.5. Yeah, it's yeah. 2.5, obviously. But they put two percentages in, which I'm like, wh- why? That's why weird. put the first one? That's a bit weird. Anyway. Teresa says 35%. It's violence, in quotes, maybe cool, but all in all, this is a dull fantasy adventure. One and a half. Yep, it's one and a half again. Well done, well done. Oh, two points. I mean, one and a half again. Well done, well done. Cut out the bit where I... uh, Anyway. I won't. uh, (laughs) Jay says, I'm sorry I hit you, camel. 
Well, that review gets a 0. 0.5. <laughs> uh, but because this person must think that that's a good quote, three? Yeah, three. Well wow. done. That was a good analysis. You were like, thinks that must be funny, therefore they probably enjoyed it a bit more, but not fully, because otherwise they would have said something good about it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then just one more. Hillary says... Arnold, those biceps, yummy. Didn't we have that last night? We didn't. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Someone also <laughs> said, similar. hey, look, his biceps, they just be yummy, yo. Uh, that is a 3.5. It's a 1 out of 5. Okay. The only redeeming quality was Arnold's yummy biceps. And the only redeeming quality of this movie is that we're done. Actually, I enjoyed it. Look, look, I'll be honest, I enjoyed it. But also, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this film. Yeah, sick of talking about it. That is the end of our Conan episode. If you like the show, check out more stuff of films. It's not this. Uh, There's more episodes, so many. We've got so many, 78. See Conan the Barbarian. That's a good movie. Please, Sandro. Don't let this be the one Conan movie you've seen. I'll watch the remake from 2000. No! <laughs> uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. That's the best way to help us out. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. You can leave us a review on iTunes as well if you want. We've got an email address where you can send us feedback. We've got YouTube videos that you can comment and name stuff on. Absolutely. Everything is there. Yeah, Um. so you've got to choose a movie, Sandro, for next week. All right. So you've got a lot of choices. We have... Um... Huh. That's weird. What's wrong? Uh, nothing. You have completely nothing for next week. Well, okay, okay great. I guess we'll take, we'll take next week off then. That's cool. No episode next week, <laughs> yep. people. Uh, so do we have to watch a movie from last week then? Yeah, one of the other... Okay, so one of the other options for this week, which is Cannonball Run 2, Burt Reynolds, oh. Cross Country, or Bachelor Party, Oof. Tom Hanks... Oof. Sex comedy film. Okay, okay, how about this? Yeah. We do Bachelor Party. Okay. But we also do the other Tom Hanks film from, like, February where he dates a mermaid. What? Because <laughs> that one looks genuinely funny. Oh, okay. Splash. All right. Um. Yep. I'm done. But I'll be back. <laughs> hey, hey, Eldritch Monster. Hey, Eldritch Monster. Oh, yeah, what's up? You're fired. And this is my favourite quote from the movie. Episode ends. <laughs> nice. Just keep the bit where you say episode ends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.